Hey guys, it's Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivations. I want to come on today and talk to you about patterns of narcissistic abuse. If you haven't had a chance to watch a couple of the other videos, this is actually the third one that I'm doing on patterns of narcissistic abuse. We end up breaking it up into like four different ones pretty much per each one um, or a little bit more. So we got 16 total that I want to be able to touch on. So I've got the last four I wanted to touch on. If you guys don't know like what's going on with my channel, what's going on with everything here, uh, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist. If you guys hadn't figured that out by now, I know some people are like, what? Like you can't be a self-aware narcissist because you're aware. Well, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Like working through becoming aware, working through being aware of what I am, what I've done, what I do has been a whole different ballgame. A lot of times people think like, oh, if a narcissist would be self-aware, then they'd change the behaviors. And the problem is a lot of narcissists out there are actually self-aware. They just don't care. They don't care to change the behaviors because they have a cushy life or because they have a situation that they don't want to change and get out of because they're in control or they're manipulating another person or it makes them feel better ego-wise. For a narcissist to actually want to get help is very rare. And that's why I'm not on this platform to bring hope. I don't want to give hope to people saying like, hey, stick in your abusive relationship because that is not why I'm on here. I'm honored to bring awareness about what narcissism actually is, the the shit that comes out of it, like how awful it gets on a day-to-day basis in a narcissistic abusive relationship. And a lot of times people don't see it and they don't understand. I'm also on to provide growth, healing, and change. I'm going to do that on a day-to-day basis by producing content on YouTube. Obviously, we have the longer videos. We've got TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook that a lot of times have shorter videos or kind of mid-length videos trying to be able to communicate what it actually is. Because a lot of times people don't see it. They're in the relationship, but they don't acknowledge what's actually happening. Sometimes it feels like it's normal, maybe because they've had a narcissistic upbringing or parents that had narcissistic traits. Sometimes they think they can save the person, thinking like, hey, I can be the rescuer, I can be the saver, I can be someone who actually helps get them better. Sometimes they just think no one could ever do that. It doesn't even cross their mind because in their reality, no one could be that evil. No one could be that mean. But so oftentimes people get stuck in these relationships and they stay longer than what they'd ever want to stay in a regular relationship because it's just like the frog being put into hot water. It jumps right out. But for a narcissistic relationship, you're put into cold water and the heat feels good until all of a sudden you realize you're boiling. With a narcissistic relationship, people don't realize the patterns that happen on a day-to-day basis. My goal is to be able to show you what these patterns are so you can identify them And so you can learn, so you can grow, so you can heal. If you haven't had a chance, download the NARC app, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. At the time of this recording, we just passed 3,100 people that are on the app that are learning, growing, and changing through the courses, through the work developments on there, through tracking their no contact, through recording their truth, through interacting with other people in the community, asking advice, getting tips and tricks, uh, getting plugged into the weekly lives that are secured in the app so they can ask and talk about anything, sometimes come on screen, interact, be able to engage with that. We also have the monthly coaching calls where people are able to not just understand the narcissistic abuse, but get empowered as they move forward taking back their power and moving forward in the future check that out because i'm really excited to be able to have you guys a part of that on a day-to-day basis if you had no chance this is the third video that we've done about the patterns of narcissistic abuse so if you go back you can watch the other two and be able to see what's going on with those what we already went through 
on a couple different things as we went through the idea of one, the refusal to take responsibility. Number two, projection of abusive beha uh, behavior and selfish motives onto others. Number three was baiting, ridiculing, and humiliating. So in a, in a to gain, sorry, to gain advantage and feel superior. Number four was hypersensitivity to slights and criticism. Number five was pitting people against one another, so aka divide and conquer. Number six was endlessly demanding of agreement and admiration. Number seven, inability to share attention with others, even their children. Number eight, oftentimes, uh, suddenly often violent rage with hurricane ferocity. Number nine, scapegoating loved ones. Number 10, berating and bullying. Number 11, gaslighting. Number 12, entitled arrogant abuse of underlings, such as employees, staff, clerks, and secretaries. So that's what we've already kind of touched base on already. Okay, so now I want to be able to engage with a couple other ones as we finish up the last four that are part of here. If you haven't had a chance to be able to see in the other videos, the book we're going through right now is The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. Okay, all right, so number 13, grandiose assertions of superiority and omnipotence. Here's a big word for you. Don't hear that every day. All right, so with this, you have the idea that the narcissist throws out there to everybody Hey, I am the best. A lot of times you'll see this in the workplace. A lot of times you'll see this with them bragging to their buddies or they're talking to their girlfriends, like saying, hey, I am the best at this. You'll see this, how they actually, how they actually bring this in to having kids. I taught them that. They do that well because I did something. A lot of times they want to switch it around so that they get all the praise and they get all the reward, the admiration from everybody else saying, hey, I'm so good. Now, when you see the word like omnipotence, it's not one that we see like on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay, oftentimes it's used in reference to God or in a higher power or an omnipotent being. Okay, but when it comes down to it, the narcissist typically thinks along those lines of that they're the best person. And ultimately, they replace any version of God out there as themselves. When you think of it, when a narcissist thinks that they are the God of the universe, the center of everything that's going on, the most important person in the room, the most important being all around, then everything else seems to fall off and be free game. Of like, okay, well, if I'm the most important person, then you obviously should be serving me. If I'm the most important person, then you shouldn't care what I do because I'm more important than you. And that ego that accentuates more and more and more and then the grandiosity that comes alongside and helps support that by saying, hey, look how amazing I am. And then people are like, oh yeah, you are amazing. It just perpetuates it time and time again. Number 14, indifference, impatience, and or anger with others' illness, loss, and misfortune. I'm sure you guys have seen this. Probably the most prevalent in all relationships is when you get sick. When you get sick, how does that person respond? How do they actually interact? Now, I know there's a subset of people that when you get sick, your narcissist takes care of you, one, to look like the hero, to save the day, and then two, so they can hold it over you down the road. Uh, you should be happy because I took care of you when you were sick. Okay, that's, I would call a subset. Oftentimes when you're sick, it is an inconvenience. It's frustrating and they're very impatient of like, why don't you just hurry up and get better so you can serve me?
A narcissist hates the fact that someone else's sickness is taking away from their grandiosity. It's taking away from them being the center of attention. So when you're sick, how dare you be sick? Like now all eyes are on you, not on me. So a lot of times you'll see them be very impatient, be very frustrated at that. They also have a hard time connecting with loss or misfortune. You have a family member that dies and they're over it instantly. And they're telling you like, why don't you just get over it? Like, it's not that big a deal. Like, most people wouldn't be crying this long. And they'll minimize your feelings. They'll minimize what you're going through because of the fact that they don't care. They're very impatient. They have indifference. And a lot of times that turns to anger where they're frustrated because you haven't moved past those feelings as fast as what they do. Because typically how they move past those feelings is that fast, super fast. Number 15, dismissal and denial often outrageous in the face of blatant truth. Narcissists don't want to admit the truth, even if it's in their face. A lot of times people think like, if I just show them the truth, if I just help them understand, if I just paint a clear picture, then they'll know, then they'll change. You have to understand a lot of narcissists out there already know the truth, but they're unwilling to accept it and they're unwilling to give that satisfaction to you of admitting that they were wrong. So as a result, you can have the proof, a picture right in front of them. You can have a video playing, hearing exactly what they said, and they will deny it time and time again. And they'll try to flip something around on you. They'll try to make it your fault. They'll try to dismiss you anything they can to be able to get away from that situation because they're not going to admit that they actually lied or that they manipulated or that they did any type of abusive nature. Number 16. Calculated charm on the surface and appalling treatment of family members behind the curtain. Probably one of the most devastating things about narcissism is the fact that a lot of times people don't believe the victims. They don't believe the people that are actually being abused because what's shown is Mr. Nice Guy or is the great girl or is the fantastic mom or is the loving husband. And that's what people see because the narcissist works on constructing and fabricating a mask that they put on for everybody to see, you as the closest family members to them don't always see that mask because it's either fallen or slipped or it's completely obliterated when they walk in the door. But to everybody else out there, they have to look a certain way to be able to hide their shame, their inadequacy, and their worthlessness. And to everybody else, they have to be able to put that mask on and convince them that there's something that they're not. So you'll see the, the loving response to someone passing away be given to someone in a church or someone at their work but never gets extended to you. You'll see how they'll engage with their next supplies kids but they wouldn't engage with yours. You'll see how they interact with other people as a calculated way to say, hey, this is who I am. I am a good person. That's what the narcissist is trying to convince themselves of, is trying to lie to themselves about, and is trying to project and portray to everybody out there so that other people will think that they're a good person while they walk back in the door and they abuse, yell, manipulate, gaslight you every single day. If you have someone out there that's actually talking to you about this or that is worried or concerned about it, at the very least, give it weight and talk to them because they might need support in this situation versus you just telling them to leave or versus you just ignoring it. A lot of narcissists hide behind the mask they put out in society and abuse in private. Keep an eye out for the patterns that are happening in your relationships so you can help avoid one. 
Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.